Last time on The Randomizer. And now the conclusion. You have done well, Surface Agent X20. Wait outside. I will question the prisoner. Oh, where? Where am I? In Titanica. What? Oh, the last thing I remember was being swallowed by an alligator. Oh, of course! It all makes sense now. The alligator must have been a fake alligator that gobbled me up and brought me to Titanica. How did you find out? Well, X20's rather unconvincing alligator costume, actually. I can't believe I didn't notice that last week. Brilliant! Oh, but where's the... Uh... Ah, now I understand. It wasn't me you were after, it was the randomizer here. Uh, you do know what exactly it does, right? I cannot fully comprehend Well, it selects a Jerry Anderson episode completely at random, and then I sort of talk about it for a bit. Uh, do you understand? Understand? Of course I understand! Oh, jolly good. I mean, it doesn't always go so well. I, I know some people aren't too keen on me. You are causing chaos among the Terranians! Well, sort of. I mean, it depends on the episode. Keep up the good work! Oh, thank you. And let's see what we have today. Ooh, there's some more Fireball XL5. Okay, yep, I'm happy with that. Well done, Titan. That's a jolly good choice. Excellent. You are my special guest. Oh, thank you very much. What's this? Oh, I say. Tea with Titan. What an unexpected treat. Please honour me by drinking a rare delicacy. Octopus juice. Oh, yummy. Yes, I've been wanting to try this. Slave Marina, fetch us some seaweed tea. And Marina, not that I don't appreciate the timely rescue and all that, but uh, you spilt my octopus juice. What's that? It's really... Oh. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try anything once and, and all that. Still, uh... Rather grateful that I don't have to. Um, here's the granitoid tanks. I'm very angry. Ugh. So we're back with Fireball XL5 and an episode that I have reasonably strong memories of. I think it's been a while since I've seen this one, but. Instantly, we start with a reasonably iconic image for this series, I think. These tanks just rolling across the the planet's surface, wherever we are, driven by these um, rather odd and yet slightly sinister um, robots. And they're creeping up on the Mineral Research Laboratory. I can't say I'll be sorry to leave this deserted world. We have been here for six months now. I know, Samson. I'm fed up of you telling me every day. Oh, the professor had uh, a list of Fireball XL5 episode titles on his desk there. I might have to go back and check and see what other... It looks like he had some more production paperwork on the desk there. The man's laboratory and a destroy. Repeat a destroy. So one of the reasons this episode might have been made is uh, they perhaps wanted to make use of... Um, whatever it was that Jerry Anderson was making the robot voice with. Because all the robots, the granitoids in this uh, episode, are, are voiced by Jerry using that same, um, I think he called it a vibrator. Good night! Pleasant dreams, Venus. 
Be ready oh. for our medical check bright and early. Venus has got very bad hair, but she's off to bed anyway, so I'm not going to care about her. Ah, good, she's gone. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're reading my mind. Stop it. It'll sure be a nice surprise for Venus's birthday. But that's impossible. He established there was no motivation whatsoever on 73. But I tell you, the scanner no has motivation? six moving objects. I suppose technically that's that's correct thing to say, but that's a very odd right, turn of phrase. No, there's no motivation at all on this planet. It's complete lethargy. Destroy all obstacles. And these, these granitoid tanks are very cool little designs. Just great big tank things with the cannons on the front and mounted on these caterpillar tracks. There's no, like, design element that really makes them stand out. They kind of look like the base of the mole, actually, but with these little wobbly antennae bits on the front. ...intelligence that have been seeking a home for years. Yes, of course. The granitoids. But isn't there anything we can do? And I really like that these guys know about the granitoids. It implies that they're... Well, they are an already known threat. I must radio Space City for... And everyone knows that they're, like, totally invincible. And I wish we'd seen more of them in this show. I, I don't know what else you could have done with them, really. Because in this episode, they are just this sort of mass oncoming threat. And you've either got to just, you know, confront them head on or get out of the way. But it's... You know, they seem almost like a sort of... A threat, sort of on the level of, say, the Cybermen or the Borg, and they're only in this one episode. To go into outer space. Which is a shame. I can't take passengers and fireball. It's a patrol ship. But I'd be no bother to you, Colonel. So since we're, we're facing a really serious threat from the Granitoids, the subplot in this episode is the old lady who runs the jazz record store wants to fly into space. And I'll switch it through to you. Um, okay. I, I guess. Why not? Some of that wonderful Barry Gray jazz music, fireball music, and especially the jazz tracks in this show are just, oh, so delightful. Especially because they very often play the tracks in full while the puppets are, like they're doing here, um, dancing. <laughs> Which just amounts to sort of bobbing up and down on the spot, waving your arms around. How long is this going to go on for? Say, Matt, what's that contraption? Uh, that's the shopkeeper, Steve. It's called an electro orchestra. Oh. A kind of a uh, one-man orchestra run by electronics. I'll show you how it works. Close up on these tanks. They almost look like they've got like scary faces. They seem to have like teeth on the front, and uh, they almost look like they've got a pair of eyes. I'd like to see a model of these actually be made. We've got to get a ship up here before those machines reach us. They look very cool and very tough. I'll give you a demonstration of the electro-orchestra, Steve. I don't know. Just like I said it would, Steve. I, uh, I assumed you'd suffered a severe head trauma since I said it five seconds ago. Grab a seat. Ah, here we go. Because one song wasn't enough, we've got time for another one. But it's a very good one. And again, we're dancing like drunken idiots. This is brilliant. In fact, actually, I like the way this episode is going. We have uh, a pair of characters we don't know anything about facing severe imminent danger, and our heroes are just... they're just goofing off this week. It's, it's a lovely contrast. 
I hope the episode continues in this vein, actually. The XL5 crew don't lift a finger and just carry on dancing for the rest of the story. Yeah, Matt. Venus has got to hear this. Yeah, one more time. Get her in here. Grenatoids seem to be wasting a lot of firepower just blowing up random rocks and tree stumps. I don't know how far they are away from the science base. I don't guess quite away. Um, this seems a bit of a waste of energy. Planet 73 to Space City. Come in Space City. Come and I also like that in this series, either the planets have names like Aridius, which is an arid planet, or they're just numbered. They're either, the planets are either named after their defining characteristic, or they've just got a number attached to them. And there's literally no in-between. I'll handle this one. Fireball, XL-5 crew. Report to control room at once. Granitoid tanks have landed on planet 7-3. Oh, but we were dancing. Oh, those things again. Oh, oh see, finish with them. Steve oh, seems to think that they've fought granitoids before. told me about them. He said that I was never to be afraid of him. I'm sorry, Ma, but we have to go. But I'm sure I could help. So the Earth's history with the granitoids, then, is evidently a multi-generational thing. can stop those tanks. But wouldn't missiles do the job, Commander? So again, that makes them seem missiles. even more like a huge threat. I'd be worrying my head off if it was as simple as that, 90? Missiles. <laughs> I don't know what you use for brains some days, Lieutenant. Firing missiles at enemies. I mean, wow, just what are you here. playing at, Lieutenant? Professor, can you rig something to get rid of these granitoid tanks? Well, now, that's some question, Commander. But I'd have to get your okay for the special apparatus I need. You have my permission to go jump off the moon if it'll help, Matic. <laughs> Whoa, get okay. Something working. Oh, that's good old Commander Zero. I've missed you on the randomizer, Commander Zero, and your. Random eccentric outbursts. Professor Matic doesn't hold out much hope for the gadget he's making, does he, Steve? I'm afraid not, Venus. Huh? Oh, and by the way, Steve, work. um, happy yeah, birthday hey, to me. Apparently. Coil, and for Pete, don't drop it. For me, down to drop it. <laughs> oh, poor old Robert. And fresh out of orange pills, Steve. I'll go orange down peel. Oh, oxi oxygen pills? I thought you said orange peel. God, I don't know what you're doing with orange peel. This thing works, but we'll have to get mighty close to use it. So Matic is evidently knocking together some contraption to take on the granitoids. I would question how he feels safe building a, a weapon to defeat robots with the help of Robert, who is a robot. Oh, yeah, that. Uh... It's a surprise, Venus. Yeah, Venus, we're gonna put you in it and kick you off the moon. That's funny. I could have sworn I heard a knocking sound then. That's the inside of your head. That's your brain rattling around. Steve, there isn't anything live in this crate, is there? Uh, no, Venus. <laughs> You'd better come down and take a look, Steve. Okay, Venus, as soon as I get Robert back to take over the controls. <gasps> Good heavens! Why, hello, Dr. Venus. Oh, I'm glad you came in. Gosh, this is actually um, a rare moment for Fireball XL5. Ah, oh, doubty. In fact, I dare say it may be unique in that we have two female characters talking to each other. I just suddenly noticed when, when Mar Doughty popped out of the box there. 
That's very rare for this show. I can't turn back. We've got a strict. I know, obviously, it, your your attention's drawn to it more because Sylvia's doing both voices. Colonel, I won't be a better trap. But yeah, that that was quite a shock, actually. It's like, well, God, two women, two, two women on screen in Fireball XL5 at the same time. What what goes on? The proceeding as planned. Approaching the man's laboratory. Again, these robots look so so goofy. They were actually, I think, reused. Um, they were reused in this series later on in Trial by Robot, but they had originally appeared in Supercar. They were in The Lost City. And basically the only difference between how they looked in that episode and how they look here is uh, they've written the word, the letter G on their chests. Just to remind themselves that they're, they're granitoids. Very well, Steve. Now you hear what Steve says, Ma. Yes, yes, Venus, but I just wish you'd allow me to help. I mean, let's face it, I've got to be more use than you. I'll bring the Platon registering meter along, Steve, uh, uh, just in case there are any deposits of the mineral around. Roger, Matt. Yeah, Cause we have one of those, Steve. Oh, because I do wish they'd let me set foot on the planet. Oh, so there's now five tanks advancing on the... Well, he said the clearing, but I th I thought he would, they would be heading towards the base. I guess that means towards the clearing where Fireball has landed. It's going to be a rush job to get the scientists out of here. Don't start raising your hopes, Doctor. Professor Maddock is by no means sure that his apparatus will stop those granitoid machines. They've got to be dispersed before we leave this spot. Come on, Matt. Quite frankly, getting you two to safety is a lesser concern than just leaving these tanks to get on with conquering a, an otherwise empty planet. What was your reason for for not taking off instantly again? Hmm. Uh, the man's laboratory coming into range. Matt's trying his machine in front of a back projection screen full of granitoid tanks. But it's not doing anything. It gets much. The tank get, uh, if the tanks get much closer, can be able to start firing on them. It's having no effect. Fire. Oh, so that's it. We're now. Oh, okay. Sure, I can persuade him to go. So there's apparently a rope ladder exit from Fireball as well. I assumed that when Fireball landed on the planet, it just landed flat, but. Yes, yeah, Steve said keep Fireball on free float. So apparently it's just hovering a few feet over the planet's surface. It seems a bit of a waste of resources. We'd better take cover and try to make it to Fireball. Yeah, but I sure hate to admit I'm licked. Say, look. Oh, the tanks are approaching from all sides now. The granitoid tanks are surrounding us. We can't reach the ship. Maybe you could ask Robert to open fire on them. You do have an armed rocket there. No. And interestingly, the granitoids don't seem interested in firing on fire. Everyone. It's only a matter of time before those tanks destroy every piece of cover around. Makes me think we should have just left as soon as we found the scientists and uh, left these guys to it, Steve. But no, somebody had to be a big man and try to fight them off. Stop. Granitoid machines. Stop. He's gone crazy. 
Well, that, that's um, that's quite a, a thing when uh, a character in Fireball XL5 accuses you of going crazy. But yeah, Mar Doughty is uh, just standing in front of these tanks, telling them to stop. Leave this planet. Go. Leave us in peace. Go. Which I suppose is a, an act of uh, great bravery on her part, considering that these tanks have like long-range rocket cannons. I have the secret. Her necklace thingy that her daddy gave her is, uh, oh, it's making the little granitoids sort of clutch their heads and wave their arms around. Got around. to save her. Nip, hey, Steve, hey, come back. She's old, Steve. How many more years can she possibly have ahead of her? Don't do it. Oh, the granitoids are waving their arms around like they're in a disco or something. So the tanks have given up their mission to conquer this planet. Oh my god, that's a very scary close-up of um, Mar thingy there. It was just utterly sort of bathed in shadow. It was making all the sort of... Oh god, that was creepy. That was very sinister. For someone who's supposed to be heroic, she's she was looking like she was going to eat your soul then. Anyway, the tanks are, you okay? are very slowly running away. But for a moment there, I thought me dear old pappy had let me down. You have to be tough to be an astronaut. Well, yeah, you've sure shown them, actually. Ooh. A bit of a reaction on the Matt scanner there as well. Flyton. Uh, what? Flyton. What? <laughs> Steve. That's the answer. Those unusual pearls my daughty wears are made of Plyton. Oh, I get it. Oh. So that's why the granitoid tanks were beaten. And I thought she had some power over them. Well, she did, Steve. Hmm. I, I, I suppose I, I do like that, you know, the day is saved by this little old lady. Uh, again, it does make the XL5 crew look like a bunch of dingbats. Um, totally un unable not only to help themselves get out of trouble, but even to sort of string two ideas together. Ah, oh, anyway, it's now Venus's birthday party, and of course they're holding it in the control room. Oh, this is Commander Zero. I want you to know that I do not approve of holding parties in the control room. But this is an exception. Oh. Okay, Matt, tear it up. More music and dancing, and everybody's here. And Robert's holding a balloon. Ah, that's sweet. No, Zuni's wearing his little bow tie. Ah, and that leftover piece of supercar music takes us to the end of the granitoid tanks. And yeah, I really like that one. I like that for once the the XL5 crew are facing an enemy that really feels like a genuine threat. And um, it's a shame that, you know, they hint at the fact that these robots had, had caused them problems before. And that, that this had been happening over many, many years. It's such a shame that we never got to see the Granitoids again. Because, like I said, they feel like there could be this sort of huge, powerful threat that's just lurking on... Where, oh, the planet Granitoid. Evidently, that's where they live. Um, you know, like the, the Borg, like the... Cylons. Um, some there was something there that could have been exploited into a a larger element, not 
not just of the story, but of the whole series, I think. But, um, yeah. Really nice enemy, a nice uh, guest character. And best of all, some very funky Barry Gray jazzy XL5 music. Always good. Mm-hmm. 